1: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is UnityOnlineRadio.org. The voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes.
0: Um, Welcome, everyone, and always a pleasure to be with you and to just talk to some of the most amazing people on the planet. And I learn every week, as I know you do, and one of the things with this show is Is really clarifying an intentional spirit. It's one thing to set goals. It's another thing to have a wish list or vision board, but it's people that are intentional spirits that they keep going. They keep walking forward. They keep believing in their dream, even though they may have other issues or challenges or We hear so many people say, well, I'll get to that when the kids are in college or when I don't have a problem. People tell me that, oh, I would look at being a spiritual leader when I don't have any problems. And I say, well, I guess you'll be one in the afterlife then (laughs) because you won't be doing that. Probably your life is problematic. When I think of an intentional spirit, wow, I think of walking in to meet my publishers with HCI health communications. And I think of the story that they tell everyone is how they were the publishing organization that accepted Chicken Soup for the Soul for Mark Victor Hansen and beloved Jack Canfield. And they had gone to 144 places. So, I mean, are we talking intentional spirit? Or what? So everyone, please welcome the amazing Bart, Mark Venter Hansen and his fabulous partner and chief executive officer, Crystal Hansen. Yay! Thank you for being with us.
2: We're we're honored to be here, and it's nice that you'd say that because it uh, you know there are a lot of people that say, Why don't you guys quit after 10 or 20 rejections? Well, we teach in this little book that we've got out now called Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams Your Destiny. All of us are going to hit those roadblocks, the bumps in the road that you're talking about, the vicissitudes of life, to use Joe Murphy's uh, line of, of old days when he wrote a forward to one of my books. And and so what happens is you got to decide to say N-E-X-T, one clean four-letter word, say next, because there is a way to solve every problem. And that's what I love about the whole unity principle. And I, I, I've talked to a lot of the unity churches over a lifetime, and they've helped I sell a ton of books. I'm just telling you, people who listen to you are book buyers because they think and they want to use their mind. They want to expand. They want to, what you said a minute ago, I'll just change a word to advancing their man and woman-ness into higher spiritual realms.
0: yes. Yes. Well, it, it is fascinating. In just my small window, I mean, the the you and then the two of you together, I mean, you have, what, 308 books, and now we have the new book, Ask. So, I mean, I have like six, but it's interesting that, you know, there's there's two things. One is, when people see you or they see you and Crystal together and doing these programs because you care, you know, because you want to make the world a better place because you were here, you know, people think, Oh, well, I didn't get the breaks they have. Well, you know, it didn't come that easy for me. So I just stopped. And I love, you know, when you're going, look, you know, I mean, I don't even know 144, four times. That sounds like all the attempts I am made to stop drinking. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I get that on another level, but I wasn't really a feeling uh, person then with my psychology, but I've been sober 34 years. But the other part is just the places you go. You know, I approached another publishing company and said, would you please republish my book, When Did You Die? And he said, I'm just not really feeling it. I don't like the title. But you know what he said? But Temple... Don't give me a lot of credit. I'm the guy that turned down chicken soup for the soul.
2: You <laughs> well, went alone.
0: So I like, mean, no, the impact, changed. you know, the lasting impact. But um, just in being a difference maker, and I just, just have been following your work, you're amazing, amazing humans. And how long have the two of you been in partnership together? So we met in 2008. Um, I was, I
1: had my own life coaching practice. I'm a, I'm a transformational life coach, certified uh, hypnotherapist. And my clients were having such amazing breakthroughs, you know, people who had uh, just horrifying depression and anxiety, all these conditions for a long time. In fact, you know, one woman wrote to me and said, uh, you know, I'm so thankful. I thank God I heard you on the radio that day. I have, awakened every day of my life, feeling this crushing depression and feeling like I should die, that I don't deserve to to be alive. And she said, I can honestly say, after five appointments with you, I am completely free of the crushing depression. And so it was such an honor for me to be able to witness and be a part of that, just releasing everything inside an individual that isn't serving them and and set them free to be their most beautiful selves. And so I was writing a book about that. My mom called me one day, it was called Pure Thoughts for Pure Results. And she said, Crystal, there's an author 101 book or um, author 101 event. <clears throat> and uh, there'll be publishers and publicists and Mark Victor Hansen will be there. And I was in Scottsdale and this event was in LA. So a day and a half later, I end up going to this event. He's the keynote speaker. I'm in the VIP room. Uh, and I'm saying, I'm not even going to drink. I am just going to talk about my work. This is really, I'm going to be totally serious, all business. <laughs> and, right. And this Ironically, me, the non-drinker that night, a woman from South America is talking with her hand. She waxed an entire glass of red wine on my white pants. Mark sees it across the room and he breaks through his crowd and he comes over to me and says, oh, I'm so sorry. I think I know where the club soda is. Let me help you. So we pull out you know, we get the club soda. He starts asking what I do. I'm just, you know, sharing the, just the beauty of, of the journey that I'm having with my clients and the book that I'm writing about it. He goes, there's something about you that just, I feel is going to change the world. And I think, especially for women, I'd love to hear more. I'm starving. Can you go to, you know, do you want to have some dinner? It was at nine 30. he's like, let's leave the property. Otherwise, you know, everyone will want five minutes of my time all night long. So uh, it was funny. I ran up to change my pants and I called my mother who was babysitting my children. And uh, I said, I have to hurry. You're not going to believe this, mama. I'm having dinner with Mark Victor Hansen. And she goes, I knew it. I mean, she was the one one who had sent me to this. She got the email. She said, you need to go to this. I kind of resisted, but I swear that intuition, that that mother's intuition, I resisted. And she knew, she's like, no, you have to go. And then this happened. <laughs> we connected, ended up going, having a fabulous dinner. And, uh, it was like, we'd always known each other. And that was in 2008, um, the end of May. And, uh, so I wasn't even ready. I was newly divorced. He'd been divorced for three years. Um, I just, I said, you know, I'm not even ready to date, but we, so we, so, so we stayed friends over. We just had a phone friendship over the summer. I said at the end of the summer, when my kids go back to school, cause I had the whole summer planned, I didn't want to disrupt it. And, uh, you know, then I'll be available to date. And so he was so patient, but we had this amazing connection and we got to know each other as friends so deeply. We'd be talking every night under, you know, looking at the same stars, but it was really magical. It was a great
0: way to start the relationship. No, oh, that, that's beautiful. And I I hope you were able to get back in touch with the lady that spilled the wine and thanked her, right? <laughs> a defining moment, right, Mark? A defining
2: Totally. Most people say, "Did what did you have to pay her to do that? <laughs> Fortuitously, she was from uh, El Salvador, yeah. shows up at another meeting and said, I'm the one that got you guys together. I thought, yeah. wow, well, what a cute idea that is. And then yeah, I got to do the second part. So we go to this restaurant that's a Hollywood's top restaurant. And there's like 50 people in line and a hundred dollar bill won't get you in. So I said, well, watch this. And I just grabbed her hand and we go to the counter and the guy so, looks at her. And for those so of you gay. that are listening, you can't see this, but my wife just emanates out beauty out of her soul and spirit and being and and, uh and the guy says okay I give up who is she (laughs) now remember what we're teaching in our book Ask the Bridge from your dreams your destiny is everything in life's the right question so I said you don't recognize her (laughs) 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 and now the guy's mind goes on steroids (laughs) through everything people magazine install vanity fair and he goes okay who is she I said, she's, a, I'm joking, but I said, she's the queen of Denmark. He starts and goes, uh, no, she's not. Oh my God, she is. Who are you? I said, well, who travels with the queen? Back to question number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're the king. Like that, we had a table and it just, you know, once you're in it, you, you stepped right. in and you can't step out of it. So we've just had, we have been glued together literally in spirit and mind and body and soul. Um, And, and ben, we, people, like when we've talked in China, you know, 80 times in net. They say, how do you guys live together 24 hours a day? (laughs) So we're inseparable because I wanted my soulmate. I'd written on 267 things I wanted. I kept asking myself, what do I want? You know, we got to have the same values. we got to spiritually be the same. She's got to want to travel with me. She's got to love my kids. I got to love her kids, all that kind of stuff. Because most people are too superficial. I say, well, I just want him tall, dark and handsome. And rich might be good too, right? And female, you know, anyhow, all that stuff. So it just, it is just, worked out blissfully because we we live in the question of what we want to create
0: mm-hmm. yeah and you know it's um it is fascinating because i'm i'm with my wife now six 16 years we were friends 10 years before that Good and she. her joke wow. is she put everything she wanted on the list she just forgot to put man so uh <laughs> right but you know that that being said I think it's probably true for the two of you too. We both got in a place of our lives where we thought how wonderful it's been to believe in the practice that opposites attract. We've done pretty well with that. We've had good relationship, but what would it be like to ask for a relationship that's very similar to you, you know, that you really share your ideals with. So congratulations, you know, it's so apparent and, People that are listening now are listening live, but the other set of our audience all over the world is on Zoom, so they will get a chance to see your shining queen almost of Denmark. Um, (laughs) But the other thing I wanted to say about that, Crystal, that has always impressed me, and I know that, you know, Mark, you and Jack have, you know, gone and done your own things, but Um, with both of you um, gentlemen and having the opportunity the good pleasure to meet you know very successful authors to meet very successful celebrities and stuff like that the two of you you took the humble class and that is it wouldn't surprise me at all that you would walk across the room and you would help somebody that had wine on their pants because that's that's who you are, and to me, that is—it's a character, it's a value, and that was just one of the things when I saw you're going to be on the show. I went, oh my gosh! I just adore who he is because I haven't, you know, knocked you down in a line or anything like that, or a Bob Proctor event or you know, transformation leadership. But um, that's one of your main characteristics that I honor—that you're full of spirit, not yourself. And um,
2: that is such a gift.
0: Isn't it, Crystal? So true.
2: Honestly,
1: I live with him every day. And I honestly, when we first came together, I I would get tears in my eyes. You do these little, little thoughtful things like have water by my bedside. And I'm like, who does like. No one's ever been this nice to me. I don't even yeah. I don't know if my parents have. <laughs> no, right. no, my parents are wonderful. But he did. Are. He was so nurturing. And they did. They've taken wonderful care of me. Uh, that's just. That was just a joke. But um, of course, yeah. You know, just, let's
0: clean that up because they're probably listening. I know. My parents no, no, are like the most amazing people. ever. <laughs> me, like my parents scared for me. That's how I'm going to
1: put it. Um, <laughs> just there was so much love and, and consideration and uh, thoughtfulness. That I and you know so you're you're right for someone who's achieved so much he's just so thoughtful and, and humble and you know I think that humility um, I think uh, it's something we both sh- share I mean we try we try to look at everybody um, for what they are as that divine beautiful person you know yes. we're not they're not anything different than we are our our the woman who happens to <clears throat> help us clean our house. like a family member she does something she does that for us which is so valuable to us so we can do what we do and we value her and we make sure she always knows how valued and special she is like Mm -hmm. there's no one that's beneath us or you know and 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 we love that we just you know how can you not love another human being but um it's certainly what i one of the things i love the most about mark for sure of course and um, even you know when we wrote the book ask i mean I think, uh, you know, being a good asker, you you have to be humble, you know, you have to be willing to, because we say in the book, there are three channels through which to ask, ask yourself, ask others and ask God. And each of those channels is equally important. Each one, you know, is, is kind of a separate journey. I mean, the ask yourself part is that reflective journey that we take every day, you know, looking, asking ourselves, looking, is this working? Am I showing up as my best? what am I missing here? You know, so that we can refine and define, refine our, our way forward, define our way forward and, um, uh, refine our goals and, and make sure that we know that we're going toward the direction of our destiny that asking others part is our bonding journey because neither, none of us can do this life alone, right? No one, no one is an Island. No one is a lone Ranger. We might pretend we are sometimes, but we need one another and we cannot and will not ever have true success until we understand that we need to ask others to be a part of our journey in different ways all the time. It's, it's a bonding journey. And then the ask God part is just that, you know, big universal perspective, you know, Mm -hmm. what is it, it, it rolls back the camera and allows you to go, you know, what is my role in this bigger picture? What is my role in this kingdom? And it makes life so much more meaningful and significant because we all have a role. Just the fact that we wake up every day, we're alive and we're contributing our heart and our mind and our smile and our gestures to the day and to the people around us, that's huge. And people, I think some of, you know, people forget that, you know, we, we, we think, oh, I have to just go do something big and great, or I'm useless. And that's not true. The fact that you're here, you're showing up and we're showing up for one another is huge. And that's what this asking journey is about. It's it's a it's a bonding journey. It's the reflective journey. It's what pulls us all together.
0: Oh, that, that's so powerful. I love the title. And everyone tuning in either live or later, you can go to askthebookclub.com and find out more. Uh, they're always doing group get togethers and gatherings and what you want to know about these two also is that because of them and because of the consciousness that other people have about a passion of writing a book, they have helped many authors uh, be noted, you know, throughout the world. And I, I just love the word ask. And I mean, we we know that, right? Life isn't about, I mean, the mind already operates on what it knows. It's the heart, that is, you know, as we say, the great magnifier or the great attractor that is living in the ask of what what we don't know. I I just think it's fabulous that you have just called it, you know, what it is. I remember laughing years ago, this is way back in my 20s, -hmm. when I had major jaw surgery. And I, I realized then that everything you do in life is about, you have to know within you the question to ask. Because people just don't volunteer the information, and I went, "What do you mean? I've had mouth, major jaw surgery. My mouse wired together for seven weeks. I forgot to ask you if you give me anything for my pain." You know, I mean, like, what a concept! For which they they didn't. So it's it's the asking the question, you know, of of that. So anyway, um, just it, it, you must be getting a major um, responses and and comments, and people that are benefiting from the book already, because just the cover is, like, makes you want to get motivated, and go do something, right? Well, Crystal
2: created the cover with our publisher, so it was, like, way beyond exciting, and, you know, any more one-word covers are great with an exclamation mark, but then, let me just go through the second part of this. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Because of what you
2: teach at Unity, is it we said, look, the bridge from your dreams, everyone has visions. Our friend Solomon said, Without vision, you perish. I translated right. with vision, you flourish. But destiny, what we, we've talked in 80 countries around the world, of some seven million people, and what we discovered is great people, wonderful people, lovely people, educated. But the difference between somebody who succeeds a little and somebody who's vastly successful is one thing only. They know how to ask. And when they're asking at depth of asking themselves, others, and God, the three the three funnels we say that you can ask in what happens is you're gonna find your God destiny code and, and as a minister I'd love to hear you either agree or disagree with that but I we think everybody was born in to to have this destiny code and it may be I'm just flashing on, on your beloved is it maybe you've got to find that person to fulfill your destiny code. I mean she had to show up for me to fulfill yeah. mine. Jack yeah. had to show up at the time for Dr. Yeah. Canfield to help me do what I had to do. I was the outside guy. He's the inside guy. Cause when you do a book, you're 10% done. When you got a great book, 90% of the marketing and hustling and selling and creating new ways of doing it, which is my thing. But what do you think about the destiny code that God gives you as a soul I, bubble?
0: I absolutely agree with you. I, I feel that there was a pre agreement, you know, that we, we are aligning with, with who we are. And, and that's when we talk about listening to the innate natural laws you know, it's like I say, the law is always working. Even for those that say it isn't working, it's working for them by not working. <laughs> and, you know, and and where in our psychology we can kick the door, we can be stubborn, we can be frustrated. Well, I didn't make it like so and so. They've had an easier time than I. When all along life was just simply saying you didn't ask for the right direction. You haven't asked for the right guidance, you haven't stepped back, like Crystal said you know, with point number three, you haven't asked whatever you call higher power or Yahweh, it doesn't matter what you call it, it matters that you believe that it's infinite, and that it's magnanimous, and, and that there is an in sync. So absolutely, I I agree with you, I feel there's definitively this destiny piece, you know, that we encounter, we have these experiences, and if we allow we're, we're so much more than before they happened. And we're more in alignment of, of who we are. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And,
1: you know, and it just reminds me, we, it's funny because temple, we all come <clears throat> into this world as these perfect, you know, little uncorrupted askers, little children. Yes. And we, we ask everything. We, we're wildly curious. We want to know who, what, when, where, why, right. how, right? That's how we're learning. That's how we evolve and grow through our questions and those answers that come. And and we're also not afraid to ask for more. Like, okay, right. I want more, I want more, I want Absolutely. everything. We come into this earth entitled in this beautiful way because we know we deserve every blessing because that's the pure, uncorrupted heart and soul. And then depending on how we were parented, you know, what happened in our school years, you know, stop asking me so many questions. I'm sick of hearing you ask, you know, don't say another word, sit down unless you're, don't ask a question unless you raise your hand and you're called upon and this and that and, and you go get to your job and your opinion's not valued and you try to weigh in and it's just, you know, one rejection after another, you're shut down till finally you, you're, we're standing there as adults, you know, really afraid to ask for anything and ashamed. Of.
0: Awaken to the divine within. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone. And as you know, we're talking today with Mark Victor Hansen and his beloved partner and wife, Crystal Hansen. And we are talking about their new book, one of many, by the way. And you can Google and, um, and you can see millions of identifications, hits, different books, different websites. I mean, they are all that in a slice of vegan cheese, that's for sure. (laughs) That being said, we're really promoting today their new book, Ask, and you can go to askthebookclub.com and get involved and get engaged. This Ask, um, what I was telling them during our short break is how I, I heard it years ago that a child start school as a big question mark likened to what Crystal was saying about how when you're little you ask 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 there's no limitation you don't know about financial limitation you don't know about identification limitation you don't know about any of that and you just ask 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 and by the time you get through with public school you're just a period I can't do this period this won't work for me period I didn't get it you know like my parents did period and so, this is what this is like—a reawakening. This book is a wake-up call to say, "Ask," to stay, "Come, come into that awareness of, of asking." I don't know, um, Crystal, if you and Mark have heard of um, Noah Saint John. Yes, um, I do know it. Okay, I, I know and, and a, a lot it. of his energy is coming up today in this um, in this call because I feel like he really he really nailed it as, as then you're bringing like, you know, the 2.0. And when he would say people are affirming, 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 affirming. And he said, you may or may not believe those affirmations within your whole lifetime. However, instead of saying, I am prosperous, I am prosperous. And listening to your psychology go, well, no, you're not. Or don't you remember? They just, you know, canceled your card. Rather than state things that feel so not integrated in your being uh, ask the question, what within me do I need to be prosperous? And then you get data, you get support. So, anyway, that's funny that you know him. Um, and because that really resonates with the, like I said, the 2.0 of your book. To ask, very powerful.
1: Right. Because what happens is uh, so often, and, and you know, this temple, like we st- even, even when we feel like we're enlightened and we know so much, you know, life starts to happen. We tar- start taking in the feedback from our sensory world and, yes. and we get into some fear, we get into some worry, we get into some concern, and then we start to get shut down. And so we, we can get in these states where we go, I know I'm supposed to be positive, I know I'm supposed to, but you can't even go there. So the quick, path out of that is to start asking yeah. you know what would be the perfect solution to this situation mm-hmm. you know and we say when you start asking yourself these questions there are actually three critical phases of asking so it's sort of like the first critical phase is where am i now you know what what is making me uncomfortable about this situation what is not working what am i missing what am i not acknowledging that i should be seeing you know mm-hmm. so cuz you can't know where to go until you know where you are and you need to ask Start to inquire of your higher self, the universe, and to to figure that out. And then the second critical phase is, where do I want to be? And we say, ask these questions like, the where do I want to be from the nth degree of your greatest vision? You know, God, we're the only animal that has this incredible imagination. We can paint the most beautiful picture. We can invent the most beautiful things. Every beautiful thing that's been invented in this world came from someone's imagination, someone just like you, right? So Mm -hmm. you think about that power. So why not take your questions into that stage of your mind and go to the most beautiful place and say, from the nth degree of my greatest success, what am I doing there? Who am I talking to? Who am I serving? What products? What services? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: What does it feel like to be me as this greatest version of my success? You know, me doing my greatest thing. What does that feel like? What does it look like? And if you ask those questions, you'll start to answer them. And as those answers come to you, you literally start to engineer your perfect life in reverse by going to that vision, the nth degree of the perfect vision and asking it backwards. And yeah. it works for relationships. It works for anything. You know, if you're struggling, whether it's your love interest or your, your daughter or your son, your child, you know, what because you get so mired in the problem, like, oh, she won't talk to me. She shuts the door. She, won't, you know, <laughs> and you're just freaked out. How do I get her? Yeah. So you go, and and this this worked like magic for me. I used to write this down. So I'd say, like, what is my perfect relationship with my daughter? And and then I'd start. It would start to come to me when she comes in the door. We da da da. We talk like this. We we get excited about this together. We feel the love. Da da da. And you start to answer those questions and they start to flow and you paint that picture. And suddenly you are literally creating a whole new paradigm that all of the universal flow is to is feeding into because you're asking and it's, it's being answered, asking and being answered. So it gets you unstuck when you're feeling that stuckness that we all feel no matter how evolved we are, we do get stuck. So we say, go to the question go to the asking. And then the final phase, we said, you know, where am I now? Where do I want to be from the nth degree of your greatest success? And then what specific action do I need to take to get there? You know? And so, because we are in this physical plane. So as we start to get the answers, we're going to need to get, you know, put them on the road and you know, take them down the road, you know, put them into action. Mm-hmm. When you think of that person, pick up the phone and call them, or when those ideas come to you, write them down immediately, because those are that's real feedback from the universe. And so, you know, enjoy it, run with it. It's yours. It's a gift.
0: Mm. That, it, that, that's so powerful. And um, it's so powerful that the knowing is that people won't say, well, you know, that, that's so simple, because that is the magic of life is simplicity. You know, and I, I just I just see this book. Um, it probably already is a bestseller, right? Yeah, it's an Amazon bestseller a whole bunch of times. And yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure selling stocks, it's so, it? it's so oh. profound. And what I'm hearing as you're as you're sharing and you're, you're just really you have such passion about it, you know, both of you do, is I'm hearing that what you're inviting people to do is open up their hearts.
2: That's you know, totally
0: you're, it. you're inviting people to open up their hearts because like we said earlier, our mind has gotten us as far as we have, mm-hmm. you know, our mind knows and based on our data and everything, we're, we're already there in that form. We're living in that, but when we go stop, you know, and ask a question, do we, are we living where we want to live? You know, we just did that um, and we're relocating in three weeks to Santa Barbara, you know, for our new life. You know, are we still being adventurous? And um, a friend of mine who's 13 years older than I, um, is. she and her husband have been together, you know, 40 something years or maybe longer now. But she taught me years ago. She said every year, instead of saying, you know, well, we made it another year or, oh my gosh, we survived each other or, you know, what a lot of people do. Well, uh, they said we wouldn't make it, but here we are. She said, we say to each other a question. We ask, how can I support you in this next year to be a better, more vibrant, and dynamic human being? And then they get the answers. Wow. Then they get the answers. So um, your technique, you know, for all of you listening, it's for everything. It's for everything and everyone in all you know situations. And especially with children, too, um, that if you are a grandparent or a first-time parent, or if you're an educator, you know, remember to keep on the forefront teaching the children to ask the questions. Don't shut them down. Um, open up, see what, you know, you can learn from that and what experience that, that you can have. I remember years ago with a uh, art center, I was a you know, into a metaphysical community as the leader, but also we were running an art center, and this man was going to teach jazz to children, and he brought in his three-page resume, right, and he says, um, you know, oh, yeah, I know I'll do a good job, and I've heard all about this uh, Discovery Center in Jensen Beach and all that stuff, and I looked at him, and I said, why do you want to teach children?
2: Oh, good and question! Me, oh,
0: good he question! He said to me, "In all my career, nobody has ever asked me that." And I said, "Well, as far okay. as I'm concerned, it's the most important question." And that's what the two of you are are telling us. You're saying to us that your answers in life, your your ability to manifest. I mean, you're basically teaching. You're teaching mainstream. You know. In that it's for anyone and everyone and coffee table or, you know, a magic book. But you're also, you nailed it metaphysically.
2: Yeah. That's well, true. because you. It, yeah. it
0: you, you know, because that's really at the bottom line of metaphysics is I take what is intangible. Yeah. I invoke it or yeah. I ask in your case. Right. And it becomes something that I can hold, touch, feel. So anyway, I... I, I was so looking forward to having you. As you could tell, I'm a little excited. <laughs> well, you doing
2: great. And, and what you, you know, said about a- the heart is really true because your heart yeah. has 40,000 neurons and it doesn't care about your SAT tests. It, it, she and I knew our hearts were going to be, you know, intertwined beingness and we're going to go from, we thought we wanted soulmates, but we actually got twin flames where we're actually mirrors of each other, which is a higher iteration of that. And that's really what people want. And then the other thing you said about children, um, we've got six grandkids that we love and adore and cherish and that are really doing phenomenal. But we're at two years ago, our little grandson got a gizmo watch, you know, one of those watches you talk and he can only call it grandparents and his parents. So we're in Hawaii. <laughs> and we own a company in Hawaii called natural power Concepts, so It's a device company. We're sitting on the beach in Oahu and all of a sudden, uh, it rings and, uh, the, says gizmo and there's only one guy, a little a six-year-old has a gizmo watch. So I said, yes, Everett he says, Grampy, are you alone? I said, no, I'm with Mimi. And there's a few people on the beach, like a thousand probably. (laughs) I said, what is it? He says, are you alone? So I can ask you an important question. I said, you were told again and again and keep getting told. You can ask us anything, anywhere, anytime, 24 hours a day. We'll answer as honestly as we know how to. He says, are you still writing great books? I said, yeah, I hope so. Yes, sir. (laughs) He said, can I write the next book with you? And he's the first story in the book. Yeah. Because oh we should crush kids' souls, right. you should open them up. And this he and his little brother, twin brothers and sister, uh are desperate to write with Mimi and Grampy because they said, Wow, you open up the whole world, and, and we love your books. And and how, how that is a great accolade. In other words, I, I'll just finish with what you're saying about the heart. I was thinking about it this morning for the show, and that is. Of all the titles I got, and I got lots of titles, like the world's best selling author, Homa Homa, but the being Grampy is the most important title that I've got. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, that is so magical, so magical. But but yet, you know, it's it's so right on of uh, validating, you know, you're you're creating this space of, of validating and permission. That of course they're going to ask you to be an author with you in their in, in the book uh, because they know they can you know because of that because of that space I have a um, we have grandchildren also oh. and I have a goddaughter she's six and uh, when she was two years old she picked me in the community and just started following me around and the next thing I know when people would come in as guests or visit the campus, she would say, that's my temple, that's my temple, and I think, well, I reincarnated, I don't know, somehow she thinks I belong to her, but of course, through time, the relationship has evolved, Mm -hmm. but she learned a song, she almost has like a photographic memory, and she had learned a song about the brown bear, and the yellow duck, and all this stuff, so I would say it to her wrong, and I would repeat it back often wrong. And, you know, she was five and she would go, No, that's not how it goes. That's not how it goes. And somebody said to me, Well, why are you doing that to her? And why are you telling her wrong? And I said, Because I want her to be comfortable questioning authority. Yes. Don't just accept that somebody's giving you the wrong information. Isn't that what's happened to us now? that we keep getting all this wrong data because it's on TV, it means it's true or because somebody in a lab coat said it, we don't question, we don't ask. And I just have goosebumps literally all over because I said, no, I will continue to do that to her on purpose because I want her to stand for that inner truth, you know? And that's what you're calling for. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is the most empowering thing you can do. Um, for a human being is to allow them to ask their own questions. Um, And, you know, it's funny because we wrote about um, in the book, we the seven roadblocks to asking because so many people have been shut down from their ability to ask because they didn't have a godmother like you, you know, to be able to challenge that and ask and question things. And we and we talk about those and those are unworthiness. And we can get into any one of them. But I think it's important to mention those because, uh, because they do exist. And we found that that everybody has at least some of these roadblocks at any given time, but some people carry a lot of them, all, most of them all the time. So unworthiness, which is just that childhood conditioning that tells us we're not enough. We're not good enough. right? You know, naivete, which is um, we're, we only know what we know. We only know what we were, uh, what we grew up with a certain set of, you know, people and rules and conditions. And so we don't even know enough. To question something or ask about it you know so it's just that awareness of of that i'm naive and i do need to wonder more because wonder is is a question you know curiosity is being in the question and and so really challenging that Um, and then of course doubt is another one and I, i we say that doubt is just that gray zone like oh you know i want this or i want to get this or do that but i i doubt that it's gonna you know I doubt they're going to say yes. I doubt that they're going to want this. I doubt I doubt that it's going to turn out okay. So people just live in this sad gray zone of doubt, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's really it's really tragic. And then the next one is excuses. And that is um, really kind of that stubborn pride. And Mark tells the story of his brother uh, under that way. Um, you know, it's just, we all know that person who will not ask anything of anyone. They can do it themselves. They're the lone ranger. That's right, right no, no, I don't need help. I get you know, and, and they end up missing out on so many opportunities, because when you open up to help, when you don't have that stubborn pride, and you're willing to reach out to someone else, magical things can really happen. And your life can be so much better. And then um, the next one, of course, is fear, which is just that holy terror of rejection. You know, so many people are afraid of rejection. And it's, it's that human need for love. We think that if someone says no to us, somehow we've equated that with sort of, sort of this loss of love, you know, this rejection. So it's, it's so important to acknowledge that within ourselves and to say, is this what I'm doing? Is this, do I have this fear of rejection? So I'm just holding back and it's really stopping my forward progress. And then the next one is pattern paralysis. And that is where, you know, you you've yeah. done the same thing last week, last year and last year. You know, last month and last year, and you'll probably do the same thing next week, next month and next year. And even though it's not working, you'll just keep doing it because you're never stopping to question what you're doing. You're stuck in a pattern and you're not even questioning the pattern, even though it's not working. And we all know those people and we probably recognize those times in our lives when we've been in that pattern paralysis, that roadblock of pattern paralysis. And then the last um, roadblock is uh, disconnection. And for, for me, it's kind of the saddest one of all in a way, because that's when you really uh, disconnected from the dreams in your heart. And we've yeah. seen this after COVID a lot, Temple, and I'm sure you've seen it, where people have become so distraught and so so hopeless. They, they've forgotten. They've forgotten those dreams in their heart. They've, they've sort of, you know, disconnected from those. And so we're really encourage it, encouraging everybody to take this journey with us. And we're asking you, if you're listening to connect back to those dreams in your heart, they're, they're real, they matter. You know, you were seated with those dreams, you know, from the creator there, there there's a reason you have those dreams and desires. So connect with them, start asking the questions around them and then see where that takes you because it will certainly take you across
0: the bridge to your destiny. If you stay with it. That, that, that is, is, I love those seven. Um, the seven reasons are cause and effect of, of what what you're saying. And when you were talking about pattern analysis, um, paralysis, excuse yeah, me, pattern paralysis. pattern paralysis. It's like that's where, as a culture, we are. Yeah. And um, you know, I was talking about this with a group of people on the leadership team. It's like people you know, I call it COVID toast um, instead of, COVID <laughs> toast, you know, I call it COVID toast. It's a, and as a shamanic person, yep. it's, it's the, the necessity of retrieval of awakening the soul, you know, it's just a different language than, than what you're using, but energetically it's like, there's this sleepiness, this COVID toast going around that, you know, a simple call of canceling a A power uh, connection at my mother's home took 30 minutes, 30 for turn off the power because she now lives over there, remember? And and she has power over there. Excuse me, no, I need this. 30 minutes. I'm not exaggerating, okay? I'm like, hello, you know, it's that. And I think you're really getting home how timely to continue promoting. The ask, the wake up, the open your heart, because as a culture, we are in pattern paralysis right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are making too many adjustments to COVID and yes. we're just so unconscious that we're even doing so. Yes, we need to respect it. We need to honor it. We are aware. We're not saying it doesn't exist, right. but yet it can't be every reason for everything you don't do in your life. <laughs> you right. Know? Uh, We can't
2: shut down the culture. And we've got to each of us independently got to ask ourselves, what am I doing now and today and this week to create an immune system so I don't have to worry about it because your immune system is yours. You and I own our own body. Your name is the perfect name in the Bible. The Apostle Paul said quickly, you're in the temple. Right, yeah. and Christ said, "The kingdom of heaven is within." So, within you is—forgive me for metaphorizing your no, name. No, no, no. Listen, I've thought about that God. many
0: times. It's like that's why the universe said, "Temple, you can't drink." Okay, your name is Temple. Just stop it. You know, I tried it 15 years, still didn't work, so I stopped. So, no, I get it. I don't, I don't mind you using that at all because uh, I am um, finally got the whole spirit connection that your your spiritual connection to the divine of your understanding is as equal to the understanding and acceptance of how you treat your physical dimension. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm with you on that. And in and, and our immune systems, is we do have the answers. But again, that's one reason we arrive where we are, right? Because people just go to, they drive down, they go to a clinic every year and say, Who am I? They have somebody else tell them who am I and what's, how do you predict me? How do you say what's wrong with me? You know, people ask me, you know, do you, you have physicals? I go once every 25, 30 years. And I do that for my mom. I do that for my mom because she goes, please go, go do one because I refuse to take a consciousness to go somewhere looking for something wrong with me, but I'm fine. And do you do that too? I get that you were doing that. Yeah, completely. We, um, I was raised
1: with a mother. Thank God, um, that uh, you know she we grew organic gardens and we did juice cleanses before they were chic. And um, okay. it was it started because she had a grand mal seizure when she was pregnant with me, and they sent her to a neurologist. He's basically said there was another woman who also was in his office at the same time. She they had to send her the next town over because I came from a small town, and she had had a grand mal seizure and she was the same months pregnant along as my mother. But basically he looked at my mother and said, um, you know, I don't know what's wrong with you. Don't know why you had it, but take these pills for two years and come back and see me. So my grandmother said, uh-uh, you're not taking those pills. This naturopathic doctor just moved in on the other side of town. Let's go see him. She did. He adjusted her, you know, did some, some chiropractic adjustment, gave her some herbs, some vitamins, and I was born strong and healthy. Me Thank god. With the pills. Um, oh mom just dumped the pills down the toilet when grandma told her to. Yeah. And my dad was Hey ast-
0: mom, just remember that we really do appreciate you and you are you oh, mom. mom. <laughs> she's so amazing. She just, oh anyhow, so
1: um, yeah, fast forward I'm eight years old at my dance lesson. And I and uh, I go home to my mother and I said, Mom, Miss Gossman has this boy who came off this other bus that came this little bus and he can't even talk and and you know his mouth hangs open all the time and she said he's eight years old like me how can he be eight years old and not talk and my mom proceeds to tell me she was the other woman in the doctor's office who went to the same doctor probably took those pills now I can't tell you a hundred percent for sure that that's why this boy was born severely mentally retarded but I will tell you that I am so darn grateful my mom asked about her health ask the question, you know, should I put this that my grandmother questioned it? Why would you put those pills in your body when the doctor doesn't even know what's wrong with you? He can't even definitively tell you. And and so all these questions, we need to question everything just like you taught your little goddaughter because Mm -hmm. this is our dominion. This is our body temple. And, um, And we do inherently all the intelligence of the world. And this is true, it's already in our DNA the stuff right. we're made of. Okay. The answers are all in there. And so if we learn to trust ourselves, but, you know, we have to realize and Greg Braden talks about this. There's a, you know, there's a battle, there's a battle for your thoughts, for your mind, right. for everything you think. And uh, you need to come back to, we, we we need to come back to trusting ourselves and trusting our intuition and this divine connection that we have. It is the best thing that we have. It's the most powerful thing we have Stop thinking that everybody else has your answers.
0: That's exactly. why this asking journey is so critical for each of us it's to take. So important. Yep. I want to give you something to use is that everyone's creating their new DNA. Yep. And it's called doing, never asking. Doing, never <laughs> so I, I mean, I use that. I, I don't know if you've ever used that, but if you haven't, it's great. Because it's like you're creating your own DNA in your life. You're doing, doing never, never asking. So, everyone, today we have learned a a tremendous amount of love from our heart with the book Ask. You can go to askthebookclub.com. You've seen it. We've heard them, Uh, Mark Victor Hansen and his beloved business partner and life partner and his um, twin flame, I got that, uh, Crystal Hansen. It's been a pleasure. My only regret today is we ran out of time. What a gift you are. Thank Thank you, Temple. Temple. We have just
1: adored every moment.
0: Every (laughs) minute and until the next time, we will meet again, I'm sure. Bless you. Bless you.
1: Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.